What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Gridiron segment here at House Call Sports. I'm here with Sammy, Kyle, and Justin, and my name is Matt. Today, we're going to be continuing our division by division preview series with the NFC West. We'll start with our team by team breakdowns, then we'll move to our ranking of this division from worst to first. But first, I want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, and that is Fubo TV, the world's only sport focused live TV streaming service with top leagues and teams, plus popular shows, movies, and news for the entire household. There is no hidden fees. Go get a free trial. Browse available plans. I personally have used Fubo. Fubo, I loved it. You get tons of channels. You can watch tons of sports. If you weren't just paying attention, if you weren't just paying attention to what I just said, we're going to be talking about the NFL. And if you want to watch the NFL, go get Fubo TV, man. Hit the link in the description to go check that out. But let's get right into this NFC West. And we are going to start at the most natural place to start. And that is at the bottom with the Arizona Cardinals, who just had a four-win season last year and to look, look to be having a potentially similarly bad season this year. Obviously, they got quarterback Kyler Murray, who's coming off their his ACL injury last year and likely to miss at least the first few weeks of the season, if not more. And with this roster and new head coach, Jonathan Gannon, this, to me, feels like a team that could easily be in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes come next April's NFL draft. So, Kyle, I'm going to you first, my friend. Give me your thoughts on the Cardinals for this upcoming season. It is going to be just straight up ugly. Like, this, this roster has been gutted. And they're not getting Kyler healthy at the start. This is a new coach, new system, new everything. And I just don't see a way that they're not contending for Caleb Williams. They're my front runner right now. Like they're gonna, they're gonna be top three overall picks next year, no doubt. It's uh it's not just you're losing Kyler Murray for the start of the season, right? You look at the you look at the receivers alone. Rondale Moore is gonna be like catching passes for you Marquise Brown can't stay healthy like Hollywood Brown can't stay on the field I've yet to see like that definitive season from him where it's like no that's a guy he's a number one like he has that potential he has that upside for me but I just this god this wide receiver room sucks and don't god don't get me started on this defense I, I don't have faith in this defense whatsoever like Zayvon Collins at edge is gonna fail miserably for me like I just don't see that working and then you look at the rest of the group and you're like outside of Buda Baker who's gonna be like holding it down and helping out here this is this is looking rough I'm not gonna lie Cardinals fans maybe maybe skip this season take it off yeah the the if if there's a if this was like a Netflix series and there's like a season six to a season seven like this is season six just like skip to season seven because it's gonna be better season seven but this 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 season is not gonna be the best in my opinion for these Cardinals fans Sammy I'm going to you man same question man give me your outlook for these Cardinals in 2023 uh I mean it's it's gonna be ugly I mean like Kyle said it's there's not nothing much really to look forward to now they do they did draft in my opinion the best tackle paris johnson i think he's really really good other than that their draft was okay it wasn't anything crazy they're gonna miss kyler murray the first couple weeks and they're gonna have colt mccoy and that's just not gonna produce wins okay this team's gonna i i can't envision this team having um a ton of success on the road at home at all if we're being honest check this out so somehow some way they had a terrible season last year right they then lose their best receiver their best pass rusher zach allen and their best corner in byron murphy so you lose all of that after having the rough season you already have that spells disaster naturally um 
as for who they picked up, Kaiser White, he's a good linebacker. Uh, he definitely went there with the influence of Jonathan Gannon, who, in my opinion, I mean, if you've just seen the social media like videos of him, it just doesn't look like you. I don't want to play for him. I don't want to play for this man. With all due respect to Jonathan he's Gannon, awkward. he's no Brian um, Dable, that's for sure. Uh, absolutely not. Um, you and your obsession with Brian Dable is just—I love that guy so much. Um, other than, uh, I mean, on defense, Buda Baker's a stud. I expect Buda Baker to be on the trading block very, very soon, heading into the trade deadline. Absolutely, for a team that needs a safety, because there's just nothing. There's just if their season's going, Kyler might be on the trade block at some point. Maybe. I'm not very sure. I'm not very sure about that. I still think they have a little faith in Kyler Murray. Like I still think Kyler Murray can be a starting quarterback for this team and in this league. The problem is, is that the, the their direction they're heading right now is just at the bottom. And with Kyler Murray hurt most of the time, with the team hurt most of the time, you can't really, it's not that Kyler Murray's bad. You just got to go a different direction. So this team is going to be at the bottom and they're going to be, in my opinion, the worst team in the entire league. There's nothing bright about this season and they should definitely look forward to the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you look at the odds for the number one pick for next year. Uh, the Cardinals are the odds-on favorite. They're plus 340 uh, for to, to get the number one pick next year. And I think the Texans are next best at plus 900. So, like, they're a significant favorite to get the number one overall pick next year. It's because everybody's seeing what we're seeing. It's just, This is just not a good football team. Justin, man, what do you think? How What do you think about these Cardinals for 2023? I feel so bad for Arizona. They got four <laughs> wins last year. And my take for this is that they're going to be the sixth team in NFL history to have zero wins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and look, it, look it's, for, it's for a myriad of reasons. Like, one, you lose your QB1 to a torn ACL that he got late last year, which means he's yeah. not really coming back until like maybe November, if lucky. And we all know he is a rushing quarterback and take some time to get that confidence back in your knee. But you got that, you have a tough schedule. I see them going 0-9 just to begin the season as it is. Maybe eke out one win against the Rams, but that's if they're lucky. And like we mentioned, the roster is terrible. There's nobody there besides Buda Baker that draws any attention when you're game planning as an opposing coach. And you want to know how bad this roster is? I don't know if y'all remember when uh, Isaiah Simmons was being drafted, like top linebacker, 6'3", 230, could play all over the field. Everybody was hyped. You know what he is now if you check the depth chart? He's a CB4. He's oh, a CB2 on the right side, but a CB4 overall at 235 and 6'3". Never thought I'd see that. But honestly, they are a total just trash the whole season, throw it away, get the number one overall pick, and then it's going to be interesting to see where that front office goes because you're going to see just how committed they are to Kyler Murray because it's one thing to throw all this money at your quarterback, but when you got a chance to start over, new coach, and possibly get a new quarterback, we're really going to be testing them in that offseason. On a rookie deal, too. Like, you're getting a new yep. quarterback who is potentially better on a rookie deal. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what they do, considering, you know, I, I don't think anybody, including Vegas, thinks they're going to have a good season 
this year. And I mean, you know, there's not I, there's not much for me to add here, to be honest. I mean, I was never a big Kyler guy. So the fact he's going to be coming off an ACL and this team is already bad makes for a horrible recipe. And listen, I, I hope they don't do Jonathan Gannon like this. But like Sammy was saying, he's kind of he just seems like a weird dude. He just he's awkward. Something seems weird about him. Uh, he, he But he feels like a bridge head coach. Like it's either j- just this year. They're the worst head. They're the worst team in football. And then they hire a new like offensive, you know, type head coach for Caleb Williams after this year or it's two years and he's gone as well. So I don't see I don't see Jonathan Gannon lasting a very long time in Arizona. And and I they've, think and they've had a lot of they, they've had a lot of bridge head coaches. I mean, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Ever since ever since Bruce Arians left, it's just been no oh, solidarity yeah. at that uh, coaching position. And if this yeah. guy doesn't solve any problems solve any problems i mean where else do you really look to i mean maybe eric b enemy over in washington like there, there's a lot you, there, there, something needs to be resolved i mean yeah. you could get fired mid-season because like i don't see more than two wins before their bye week week 14. like be tough. I, I mean, mean I, two wins maybe one I mean, I doubt that they would fire a first-year head coach halfway through the season. I bet they let it ride with them at least through the whole, you know, at least through the whole thing. But you know, if they get the first overall pick, I mean, we see the trend with the, the, the NFL is going now. You need an offensive mind with a with a good quarterback, you know, and that's that's where most of the most where the head uh, most of the head coaches are going right now. So if they get Caleb Williams, that's that's you know the direction you know I see them going. But I mean, this team's already thinking about 2024, where they obviously have their own first-round pick and they have the Texans' first-round pick, which they got in that. Paris Johnson trade in the draft so they have potentially two five or two two top five picks in next year's draft realistically and that's where they could really potentially revamp this roster because right now this roster is not good I mean they're good at safety because of Buda Baker they're solid at tight end with Zach Ertz and Trey McBride but every other position group is either average or terrible you know so again not looking great this year in Arizona this year is going to be ugly. I think I, I'm, I'm with the rest of these guys. This is going to be one of the worst teams in football. So, yeah, look forward to 2024, Arizona fans. This is not going to be a great year for you guys. But we will transition. We're going to move over to the team who finished third in the division last year. That is the Los Angeles Rams, who two years ago they won the Super Bowl. And last year they were expected to have a good shot at repeating. But a ton of injuries, a battle line. Uh, and a lot of other things led to a five-win season that saw them trade Jalen Ramsey over the offseason. And now they look to be in a tough spot as well for this upcoming season. So, Sammy, I'm going to you on this one, man. Give me your thoughts on the Rams for this 2023 season. This is one of the most interesting teams in the entire NFL. Mm-hmm. Because we're about to see one of those seasons where an NFL team wants to go a certain direction but has the talent on their team to win a to win potentially 9-10 football games. I mean, Matthew Stafford, I think we all know that last year he was playing injured and it just did not work well. 10 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, I and mean, you're not winning with that. They ended up benching him. And the offensive line, on top of being bad, it was just they were also injured. So it's like there was so, so much stuff went wrong that season that you can't really... Like the, the reason they hung over so bad, you could point at injuries, you could point at maybe the mismanaging of like getting some guys in the O-line. There, there's so much stuff. I mean, coming into the season last year, I'm pretty sure we all had them make, maybe second in the division or maybe some people even had them first in the division. I got but, a uh, yeah. Exactly. So with that being said, 
there's going to be a lot of experimentation as well. They let go of Bobby Wagner. They said, see ya to Leonard Floyd. You mentioned it, Matt. They let go of Jalen Ramsey. There's a, they let go of a lot of players, but they also kept the core. Cooper Cup is still there. Aaron Donald is still there. Those are two of the best players at their respective positions. There's going to be a lot of experimentation in the secondary, a lot of experimentation in the linebacker core. I mean, I, it, just to name some of the names here, Kobe Durant, Darion Kendrick, Akella Witherspoon we're familiar with. But those first two names I mentioned, they were solid last year, but I guarantee you some of you guys have not heard of them. So the same thing can be said with the safety position. It's, it's going to be a lot of experimentation this year to see what they have, but they have Sean McVay as their head coach. Matthew Stafford is still the quarterback. I still think he can play at a top 10 level when healthy. There, you can't really call this team a bad team because they just they have too much talent to play bad. They have too good of a head coach to play bad. This team is, you can't really even, they're, they're really middle of the pack right now, but they still have some of the best players in the entire National Football League. So it's, it's going to be very interesting to see how they handle this season, how the front office handles this season, how what kind of direction this team takes. If this team tanks, you kiss Donald, um, Aaron Donald goodbye, and you might as well trade Cooper Cup if they just stink it up. Because it, but the thing is, I don't expect them to. I just expect I expect them to be competitive. I expect them to go out there and win some games they probably should lose. I expect them to lose some games they probably should win. It's it's going to be very up and down, but overall, it's. This team is one of the most interesting in the entire National Football Team, Football League by far. Yeah, uh, you in, and you kind of mentioned it. Obviously, they're high-end talent. Like they're they're like you talk about the three best players. You could they're three of the best players in the NFL. You know, it's just the rest of the roster is what's going to be the problem. Obviously, they have a great head coach too. But like, what, I mean, what you just described, you know, the the win some games they should lose and lose some games they should win. That's pretty much the definition of a 500 team, you know, and I think, in, in my opinion, that's kind of where these guys are headed this year. But, Justin, I'm going to you, man. What do you think about the Rams for 2023? I think the Rams, even though they're not going to do this, I think they really need to keep letting go. They let go of Jalen Ramsey. Good. I think it's time they really need to get over the fact that they won two years ago for the Super Bowl. They're not going to win another one, and it's just time to rebuild. Like, you, met, you mentioned it, Sammy. They kept their core, but their core is over 30. Cooper Cup, 30. Matthew Stafford, 35. Aaron Donald, 32. You got rid of Jalen Ramsey, who's 28, but still like a top five cornerback in the league. I think it's time to realize that you need to recoup all that draft capital that you gave up to win that Super Bowl. And it's time to rebuild this team to win in the next like five, 10 years. Now, do I think Sean McVay is going to stay? No, he's got about one or two losing seasons left, and then he's going to go right off the broadcasting like we all thought he was going to do. <laughs> but I think it's just time. Like, the Rams are getting older. Their star players are getting older. They let go of Bobby Wagner, who was the only productive one over 30, got rid of 140 yeah. tackles, and let you go back to Seattle. So I think it's just time. But I think the one thing they have that nobody's talking about, and I'm not just basing this off of one preseason game, Stenson Bennett out of Georgia, who is their backup quarterback in the depth chart. I think he has what it takes to be that heir apparent to Matthew Stafford because he is used to playing at the highest competition and he is used to winning at the highest competition. And I think mm -hmm. that would make them that competitive team for the future if they want to build around him. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I've heard a lot of good things about Stetson, you know, coming the 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 38-year-old rookie uh coming out of Georgia. <laughs> I've heard a lot of good things about him from a lot of those uh a lot of the Rams camp, you know, it, it sounds like they really really like him, you know. So maybe he is that heir apparent, who knows, but yeah, that it's going to be something it's definitely going to be something they got to think about after, you know, a season like I think they're about to have this year. So, Kyle, I'm going to go to you, man. Give me your thoughts. Rams 2023, what you think, man? Oof. I mean, Sammy, you brought up a very, very important thing. The health of the team. Like, this is a very good team when healthy. I like, I just don't have the confidence that they will stay healthy. I think that they will be very scrappy and win a fair amount of games early. But I think the injury bug is going to catch this team again. Like, you look at the offensive line and it's just not great still. Like... I, it's it's just plain unimpressive looking at this offensive line. And I question if this mediocre line can even stay healthy. And like, if you're questioning that, imagine what you're gonna be questioning in like week 13. And it's it, it sucks because, you know, Justin, you, got, you brought up a great point. You're not winning another Super Bowl. You kind of have to think about blowing it up because I mean, there's, two wins that are gimmies in their in their schedule before the bye week the rest of those are tough they're gonna have to earn those and i think they're gonna get beat up by some of these games i think that like that that, that over 30 club that is kind of their core is gonna be feeling it by the time they're they're rolling into the back half of their schedule which is a little bit easier but still not necessarily a walk in the park so i I think that the Rams, it's very much contingent on can Stafford stay healthy? Can Donald stay healthy? And if you can keep those two leaders on both sides of the ball, the pieces will fall into place. Not like they did necessarily in the Super Bowl run, but that it'll still be there. Yeah. Yeah, they just don't have, like like you were kind of mentioning, Kyle, they just don't have the pieces beyond those first three guys that they have to really, really contend. Again, uh, like like I was kind of talking about, their top end is still obviously elite with those three, and the the rest of the roster, other than that, you look up and down, it's like, man, who like who are some of these guys? You know, this this roster doesn't look great. But I mean, even their top end guys, I mean, you know, Cups coming off a serious injury, you know, Aaron Donald missed most of the year with the injury, Stafford missed most of the year with the injury, you know, so it's not like and the, like you guys mentioned, they're all you know not young spring chickens either, you know, so uh, it's 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 going to be tough for them, especially so. And they obviously lost a lot of free agents. They didn't really add any. Obviously, they traded J- Jalen Ramsey as well you know so they didn't sign anyone partially because i think they believe that this year is kind of a rebuild type year but also because i think they they have 70 plus million in dead cap this year which is second most in football only less than tampa bay so they're just based on the fact that they went for that one super bowl they were strapped with uh you know with cap issues obviously this year uh and then it's also why i mean even though they didn't have a first round pick from the stafford trade they actually did. I I I respected what they did in the draft because they had 14 picks in rounds two through seven, which was among tops in football. So I mean, their team got a lot younger, and they're going to be given a lot of rookies some opportunities to succeed, which is a much different philosophy, obviously, than they had the last couple of years. So the expectations will be different, but I think Rams fans will still have some stuff to look forward to. Obviously, like we mentioned, the 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 top three with that roster, and then a lot of these young rookies. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm kind of with you guys. This see, this feels like a team that's going to hover around 500 this year. They're going to show some flashes of that Super Bowl team that they used to be if they're healthy, but they're also going to show some flashes of being a team that's not a really good football team. So, and that's what a 500 team is. They're they're going to show flashes. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna uh, you know they're gonna disappoint certain games, but at the end of the day, they're going to end up you know eight and nine, nine and eight, so seven and ten, something like that. But 
Uh, with that, we're going to move to last year's division runner-up, and that is the Seattle Seahawks, who last year, people forget, they were expected to be one of the worst teams in football last year after trading Russell Wilson. But Pete, Pete Carroll, a Geno Smith resurgence in some great play from their rookie class, got them nine wins and the last playoff berth in the NFC last year. And now, after a productive tra draft and free agency, a lot of people are really, really high on their outlook for 2023. So, Justin, I'm going to you first on this one, man. Give me your thoughts on the Seahawks in 2023. All right, so here's the thing. The Seahawks, in my opinion, have the best offense, top to bottom, in this division right now. Mm. You got Geno Smith, who Cinderella story came back. Uh, and on top of that, you got Kenneth Walker, you got DK Metcalf, you got Tyler Lockett, who seems to constantly put out quality seasons without us really all talking about it. You draft J uh, JSN to be that slot receiver. And then you go out and, now you go out, you also still have no fan from last year that you traded for. So I think top to bottom, the offensive line is getting better. So they will have probably a top 10, if not top five offense in the league. However, what can keep them from possibly winning this division is probably gonna be their defense. We all know on the back end, they have some great safeties, great corners, but that front seven may be the thing that keeps them middle of the pack the same way they were last year. Yeah, maybe. I mean, listen, that that front seven, they made a lot of overhauls this offseason. Obviously, it wasn't great last year. You know, they were they were not a good run defense, but I'll let some of these guys get into some of the overhauls that these guys had because they changed a lot about that run, that, that front seven and that run defense. So, Kyle, I'll go to you, man. Give me your thoughts on the 2023 Seahawks. Yeah, no, Justin, you nailed it. This is like legitimately, this is the best offense in the division. Now, I absolutely think the 49ers are the best run offense, but this is Definitely. the most talented offense in the division, bar none. Like Geno Smith looked like a completely different player last year. Like that was not New York Jets Geno Smith. He looked clean. He looked poised. And I'm really excited to see if he can repeat it this next year. I think he will be able to. You look at having Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet in the backfield. Mm -hmm. That's that's nasty. Like, that's awesome. I love that. I love that running back pair so freaking much. And then, of course, you, like that wide receiver group, there wasn't a more perfect landing spot for, for JSN than being that three to DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Like, this is a complete three-headed monster perfect set of receivers with such great complementing skill sets Noah Fant is I, I I'm still not necessarily sold on Noah Fant but I, I think that that potential is there the athleticism is there um the big thing absolutely though is that defense like their run defense was just Swiss cheese last year and I think a big part of that was losing Bobby Wagner now you get Bobby Wagner back you get that captain that leader to really like elevate the play of those players around him I think that you're looking at a different story so it really is dependent on can Bobby Wagner stay on the field he is getting up there in age and can he elevate those players around him because that that secondary is phenomenal. I love their safety. I love their safety room. I love their corners. This is a really really solid secondary. I just I, I need to see if bringing back Bobby Wagner and the, some of those changes to the front seven really pay those dividends. But they're still a really just phenomenally talented offense. And I can't speak enough about Pete Carroll running <laughs> running practice with with the Seahawks and throwing it all over the field. 
that guy is awesome and i think he's one of the best culture coaches and really just a great minds to have around so this is a this is still a really really fun team for next year man like you were saying pete carroll's out there slinging at 71 years old like patty mahomes freaking sidearm throwing running around throwing passes he was out oh, there out times he was nice yeah but yeah like you said like you said kyle i mean this is this is a a really really talented football team and like you mentioned with bobby wagner i mean last year with the rams even though the rams had a down year he was pff's number one linebacker you know so he's he's still if he can you know perform at that level it's going to help you know the, the seahawks a whole hell of a lot so sammy i'm going to you man the seahawks 2023 give me your take uh well i'm not Honestly, there's there's a lot of changes that happen to this uh, this front seven. My goodness, I mean Draymond Jones. They brought in Jerron Reed, and then on top of that, you guys mentioned Bobby Wagner and Jordan uh, Brooks is going to be back. And all of a sudden, I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, the Seahawks made a trade with the Jets a couple years ago for Jamal Adams. So Jamal Adams is probably going to be back. That's going to make their run defense that much better. And all of a sudden. What was a significant problem last year might become not much of a problem this year. Maybe they're good at defending the run. And you guys already mentioned the potential elite offense that's only going to be held back if Charles Cross, the left tackle, and Abraham Lucas, the right tackle, don't develop like the Seahawks think they can develop. Because if they don't develop, then you could take out this top 10 offense nonsense. And you can take out them being better than the 49ers. Because or rather their offense being better than the 49ers. If this offensive line doesn't develop, it's not going to, it's not, this top 10 offense thing is not going to happen. That's just the bottom line. I mean, you saw the Dolphins last year who were a top five offense with a mediocre offensive line. They finished outside the top 10, which makes absolutely no sense because they have one of the best wide receiving cores in the NFL. Now their secondary doesn't get talked about enough because Tariq Woolen is now getting his right-hand man in Devon Witherspoon. So that's very exciting. And they also really, really, really like Michael Jackson, by the way. And then Kobe Bryant as well. This cornerback duo, this cornerback room is very, very good. Quandre Diggs is really good as well. They brought in safety Julian Love to help in coverage. This team, in my opinion, it's all on if Geno Smith can replicate what he did last year. Was last year a fluke? We don't know. I understand it looked like, hey, you know, Geno Smith is a completely different quarterback. What if this, What if it's just this one year where he's just popping off and then he's back to Geno Smith to the Jets? All of a sudden, things go south. Everything is going, everybody's going crazy because now it's like we thought we had our franchise QB, but this man was just a one-hit wonder. We just signed, I'm pretty sure they signed an extension with him. That, I mean, there's, there's so much that could go wrong if Geno Smith ends up being a one-hit wonder. However, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think Shane Waldron has these guys in line. This team, I was thinking about putting over the 49ers. Mm-hmm. I, evident- Wait. Did- Wait. I, I evidently didn't. I evidently didn't because of the fact that this offensive line is just too questionable. And the pass rush of the 49ers is just too devastating. Their front seven is too devastating. We'll get to that. But but this but this but this team but this team man they made a lot of significant chances. I would not be surprised. They made moves this year as if they're trying to make a huge playoff push because they're trying to make a huge playoff push. Mm-hmm. This team can win a couple playoff games. I 
and I'm going to say it, this, I wouldn't be surprised if this team sneaks into the NFC Championship game. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. In fact, I, I think I wrote that down. I think I wrote that down in my notes for uh, yep. for when we talk about the rankings of this division. I certainly wouldn't be surprised by that. I mean, you you guys talked about it. This is this is a very good team. Like this is a good football team right here. Obviously, Kyle talked about it. Pete Carroll's still obviously one of the best coaches in football. And you guys both, all you guys talked about it. that offense last year with Geno not riding back but bouncing back with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett at receiver obviously that run game with Kenneth Walker they were ninth in football in points per game and that offense only got better this offseason with you guys talked about it a guy who a lot of people thought was the best receiver in the draft in Jackson Smith and Jigba who like Kyle was talking about is going to come in immediately and be elite in the slot allowing DK and Lockett to further dominate on the outside like you said their skill sets like mesh like perfect like you couldn't you can't pick a better receiving core as far as skill sets go just meshing together uh with those three but they also like Kyle mentioned brought in Zach Charbonnet at running back in second round to help pair with Kenneth Walker and for people who don't know Zach Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA big back 6'1 215 but he catches the ball really really well he can pass that he can he can he's a really good receiver out of the backfield especially for a big back like that you don't see that very often for big backs so he's going to be a very very good compliment to Kenneth Walker that running back duo is going to be dangerous obviously like Sammy was talking about they revamped that offensive line last year in the draft with Abraham Lucas at right tackle and Charles Cross at left tackle but yeah like Sammy was mentioning it's going to come down to if those guys can really really you know step up and you know they showed some flashes last year but can they take that next jump into being elite you know cornerstone offensive lineman is going to be the question but as far as that defense last year I mean listen they were very young and they were relying on a lot of rookies last year we talked about it they're terrible against the run. They were third worst in football against the run, eighth worst in football and points per game as well. But like these guys talked about, they completely overhauled that defense, adding impact players to all levels of the defense. I mean, Jaron Reed comes back. You got Draymond Jones, obviously the defensive tackle. Their second round pick, Derek Hall, was their other second round pick along, along with Charbonnet out of Auburn. A reunion of Bobby Wagner. They also brought in Devin Bush as well from Pittsburgh at linebacker. Then these guys talked about Jordan Brooks, who's one of the best linebackers in football when he's healthy. And then bringing in safety, Julian Love, and then your number five overall pick, Devon Witherspoon at corner. This is look, the, the defensive backs are looking like damn near Legion of Boom 2.0. Like these, these defensive backs are really, really good. They're not as good as those defensive backs were at Legion of Boom 2.0 uh, and Legion of Boom, but these guys look really, really good. I thought Witherspoon at five was maybe a little bit of a reach, but to pair him with Tariq Woolen and Kobe Bryant gives them an extremely exciting secondary. So this team is going to be even better than they were last year. And I'm excited to see if this team can potentially compete for this division because this is a really, really good football team. But with that, we're going to go to the team that I think all of us probably think they're going to be competing with for this division. And that's the San Francisco 49ers, who were the clear class of this division last year, winning 13 games, four clear of the Seahawks for second in the division. And a good argument could be made that if they had any healthy and competent quarterback in the NFC Championship game last year, they would have been in the in the Super Bowl out of the NFC. And that's going to be the question going into this year. They've got three options at quarterback with Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, and Sam Darnold, who has also been impressing the 49ers in camp and in the preseason so far. So, Kyle, I'm going back to you, man. Thoughts on the 49ers in 2023? Oh, do I love this team. I love this team. This is going to be, I, I think that they're going to be phenomenal. I mean, you you just look at that defense and you're just, <laughs> who's who's stopping that pass rush? No, absolutely nobody. You have one of the absolute best middle linebackers probably in the history of the game. He's like not number one, but he's, he's up there. He's phenomenal. Fred Warner is unreal. And then, 
Traverius Ward on the back end. Talanoa Hufunga. That, like, that is disgusting. I love this defense so much. Mm. How are you scoring against them? And then you look at that offense, and I am going to say it, Brock Purdy is that guy. Brock Purdy is an excellent quarterback. Brock Purdy is absolutely that guy. Sammy, you're wrong. I see you laughing down there, and you're wrong. Because what has Brock Purdy done in the regular <laughs> season except for win? Like, I mean, I mean, I, uh, uh, I'll let you finish. Yeah, you, throw all the stats you want. Do all of the PFF grades, this, that, and the other. The guy wins. He wins football games. He, he is, in my mind, he is like the next coming of Tom Brady for me. Overlooked oh. in the draft. And he's not going to wow you with any stats. He's not going to wow you. With Matt, Matt, are you seeing this? He's just going to win games. That's what Brock Purdy does. He wins games. And I'm going to die on that hill because he has a phenomenal supporting cast. He has CMC out of the backfield and a phenomenal second back in Elijah Mitchell. Debo Samuel, there's nothing more that needs to be said. Debo Samuel. Brandon Ayuk, for my money, probably one of the more underrated receivers. And then obviously, George Kittle, one of the best tight ends in oh, the yeah. league. And Trent Williams still holding it down for the offensive line. It is really contingent on him because they did lose a fair amount. Um, and they did a good job. And they did a good job, you know, covering the loss of McGlinchey. But, you know, it's still to, to, to be determined. I still just am so high on how Kyle Shanahan is able to use his roster to the best of their ability and just scheme up easy plays for all of his players. Now, I would not be saying this about Brock Purdy if it were not for Kyle Shanahan. Brock Purdy in most other systems, probably not going to do that much for you. Probably not going to win you a whole lot of games. Brock Purdy with Kyle Shanahan's system, that's a match made in heaven for me. So I'm really high on the 49ers. I see a really good season in store for them. Yeah, I agree with 99% of what you said. And so you said Brock Purdy was just like this guy right here. That's what I, 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 I see uh, a lot of him. He's not just yeah, like him. I'll, listen, I'll, I'll take it back a little bit since you phrased it like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think Brock Purdy is a good football player. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, if if we're talking about this man right here, that's he's that's where I stay. Hold on, he's got you know, about like six trophies to win in order to. He said the next Tom Brady, Brady. Rob, you, oh Rob, our editor. Yeah, Rob, not clip like that it, one. clip that, Rob, clip it. Right to my left here. I don't. I'll say it. Brock Purdy's that guy. He's phenomenal. Rob was disgusting. Brock Purdy. Again, Brock Purdy's a good football player. I'm not going to – and like you said, he's winning – he won a lot of football games last year. You look at his numbers too, really good numbers for Brock Purdy last year. Regardless of who his weapons are, those are good numbers, okay? But, yeah, yeah. If you, my, my man right here, like we, we can't do it. We can't I'll do it, okay? It. I'll say it all day. We need, to, <laughs> okay. we, we, we need some flaming takes up in here. All right. Uh, that was certainly one of them. All right, Sammy, <laughs> I'm going to you, man. What do you think, man? 49ers in 2023. Yeah, well, you know, Brock Purdy can resemble Tom Brady in the most simplistic offense in the entire NFL. Yeah, of course, Tom Brock Purdy can can resemble Tom Brady, but we're not we're, what we're not gonna sit here and do is act like Brock Purdy is this amazing talent. Brock Purdy is a good game manager, He's much amazing. like Jimmy Garoppolo, and he's a little and he can move in the pocket, which is. Which is probably why you're thinking, hey, man, he's a winner, you know? That's great. That's awesome. But here's the thing. Here's the problem. Is Brock Purdy the answer long term? Brock Purdy has not played a full season yet. And when he has played, he's been, he's been good. He's been good. You know, 
he's been he's been all right. But you, and you look at the stats, you're like, oh my goodness, this guy's elite. If you watch the tape, he's all right. He's nothing more than all right. I'm I'm not gonna sit here and say he should she shouldn't start over Trey Lance. I'm not gonna sit here and he say he shouldn't start over Sam Darnold. My goodness, that's disgusting. But what can the 49ers really do? If you bench Brock Purdy in favor of Trey Lance, who you drafted at number three overall, you look like an abs. You lose. You you just lose. Like you can't. The media is not going to be on your side. The fans won't be on your side. Nobody's on your side. You have to start Brock Purdy. And of course, Brock Purdy is going to do pretty good in this offense again. But at the end of the day. In these playoff games against Seattle, the stats might say, oh my goodness, he played phenomenal. He was all right. He wasn't anything special. He actually didn't play very well. That's what the tape will show you. Against the Cowboys, he was all right. He didn't play very well. And against the 49ers, where we should have gotten like a real test, okay, this is what this guy can do. He got hurt. So there's so much... There's so many, there's already too many question marks in this quarterback room. And there still are question marks. Kyle Shanahan can say, oh, this is our guy. All he wants. Okay. But the fact of the matter is this. Brock Purdy has not proven a thing to me. And he hasn't proven a lot to a lot of other people. You might say he's the real deal. We're not sure yet. I need to see it to believe it. So I'm not buying into this Brock Purdy hype until he can actually deliver. On to the 49ers now. This is the best front seven in the NFL. It's not, it's really not even close. I mean, Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, another linebacker who's elite. Like he's a top, they have two top 10 linebackers. That makes no sense. And then the defensive line. Do they have the best linebacker core and defensive line in all of football? They might actually have that. I mean, that's absolutely insane. That's asinine but here's where where things start to be a little bit questionable on that defensive end they do have talano hufanga who's an all pro but their secondary in and of itself that's gonna be their weakness and that's why seattle is such a threat in my opinion in this division we'll get to that later this offense has cmc debo samuel george kittle brandon Ayuk, and trent williams who can literally you know run across the line of scrimmage on a curve and just like 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 what are we doing here okay of course Brock Purdy is going to be good in this offense any QB that's not a fourth string QB can be good in this offense okay yeah it just happens to be Brock exactly it just happens to be Brock thank you thank you there, there it is now if Brock Purdy can do good under pressure can perform in the big moments absolutely I'll buy into him but right now there, there's a reason there were so many question marks on who was going to start until Kyle Shanahan had to say there's no doubt Brock Purdy's our starter. I'm not sold on Brock Purdy, but I am sold on this team. Dude, I don't know what yeah. you say about the clutch moments, though, because what were the games he played in the end of the season where you're fighting for playoff seating? And he were they dominated? Were they get were they game managed? And he the defense dominated the offense around him dominated we couldn't see him in high pressure situations we couldn't and the one time we had a chance to against the eagles um he didn't play he, he was, he, was he got hurt so that's why but that's, but that's but that's but that's exactly why i can't say i'm all in on this guy if he goes and he beats the eagles what can you really say he led them to the super bowl but he got hurt 
I can't I can't make a definitive judgment off of what was it 10 starts I, yeah, I can't I so. do that. 10 yeah no that sounds right yeah well something like that I mean it, it, I, I get what you're saying it's hard to make a definitive judgment on any football player after 10 games and you know he I you were you were talking about you, he hasn't played a full season he full season he's a rookie like he uh, and, and he didn't start right away so he obviously couldn't have played a full season you know so but I do get to, get what you're saying I mean I've seen I, I I'm a little bit higher on him than you are Sammy I, I've seen a lot of really good things from him obviously you know you go in there and you it, the, the responsibility obviously isn't as big for him in that offense because there's so many playmakers. It's a lot of just, you know, screen pass type plays and, you know, swing pass and, you know, throw it to Debo. Debo, you know, gets 30 yards after the catch type it's plays. Kyle Shanahan. It's going to be a creative play for And Shanahan's really good in the regular season, too. He's, his, his, exactly. his butt cheeks clench up in the postseason for sure. But uh, <laughs> he he gets uh, – he, he's really good in the regular season. So, yeah, he's – but I thought Purdy looked – good last year but yeah I, I can see where you're saying you know we definitely got to see more from him uh justin i'm going to you man 49ers in 2023 what do you see man look no disrespect to aaron Rodgers, but if there was any team that i wish was on hard knocks right now it's the 49ers with this whole quarterback situation mm, oh you yeah got, <laughs> you got sam Darnold, who's been seeing ghosts since the jets days you got trey lance who can't see the field we all seen that first preseason game couldn't do anything and then you got Brock Purdy, which is like the story of the year last season. And I'm pretty high on Brock Purdy. I think he's going to win that starting job easily. I think he is going to be the starting quarterback for the Niners this season. Here's where I have the problem with Purdy. Um, I'm going to give Seattle fans nightmares. There was a quarterback way back in the day named Matt Flynn. And he had one good season in Green Bay. Made his money, went to see a, a game. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> made his money, went to Seattle, and because teams had film on him and they yeah. knew how to scheme against him, where is he now? Nowhere to be seen. Nobody even remembers his name really at this point in time. And I think the same thing can happen to Brock Purdy now that there are more game footage that teams have against him. And I feel like that's going to probably be what messes him up in the long run, being the starter for this team. Now, I hear a lot of uh, people talking at this conversation here about, well, Brock Purdy's a game manager. Yeah, for that San Francisco team, I want a game manager. I want yeah. you to not win the game. I want you to not lose the game. Right. I want to make sure that you're just making the passes that you see, take whatever the defense is giving you, and let our playmakers and let our defenders do the rest of the job. But that's what I think is going to bring San Francisco back deep into the playoffs. And I think they will go back to the Super Bowl possibly, but definitely back into that NFC Championship. Yeah, it's a it's a great football team. Like, like you guys were saying, that, Justin, that was a great point too about uh, about Brock Purdy, them, you know, potentially getting some film on him because, you know, we, we haven't seen, you know, he was brand new, you know, he's brand new and, you know, you never know uh, what, what teams, what, what teams can do over a full offseason yeah. to see guys who are good one year in and, 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 and slow down a little bit in the second, third, fourth year, you know? So yeah, it's definitely to be seen, but you guys mentioned this roster. They were like, who is, who is, who is this jabroni? Who is this jabroni? Why is he who said it's all San Francisco's offense? The the league has film on San Francisco's offense. They have film on Kyle Shanahan. So you can't be agreeing with both of these things here, Sammy. I mean, the the tendencies of the 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 tendencies of the quarterback 
are still separate from the actual system so in my in my in my opinion justin's point is still valid and it, it oh, yeah. coincides with my point so it's it's yeah. gpd but the the ingredients to be are seen. all there and it looks it looks like it's gonna be a good dish yeah we will see i mean he he definitely showed flashes last year he made some big time plays obviously those guys love him too that locker room loves brock loves them some brock purdy like they, they they can't say enough good things about that dude you would think he was tom brady the way the the locker room talks about brock purdy you know because they love him but uh yeah i mean i mean you just took a the, this roster man you just take a brief look at this offensive roster and like i took i took a lot of the the look at the offense and i was gonna say they have at least one good play at least player and or good depth at each of their offensive positions but then you look at their defense and you can say the same thing i mean the front seven you guys are talking about is stupid i mean they've got five pro bowl caliber players on the field at the same time on on that you know front seven it's ridiculous and the secondary like you mentioned kyle it's not it's it's not great but it's not it's it's not bad either i mean charvarius ward a corner can lock dudes down Hufunga, obviously all pro safety is really really good and I wasn't crazy about their offseason. I mean, they did add Javon Hargrave on that D-line, which is a big reason why that the D-line might be the best unit of any. Their, their D-line might be the best unit of any team that, uh, uh, for any team that any any unit in football. Like, that defensive line is ridiculous. Um, but the rest of their offseason for me was very just kind of meh. It was like no, no picks in the first two rounds. They spent one of their thirds on a kicker. You know, uh, Jake Moody turns into Justin Tucker. That's going to look genius. But if he turns into Roberto Aguayo, it's going to look terrible. Uh, and not to mention, you know, many other impact additions. They didn't have uh, many of them other than Hargrave. So, but with the team they have, I mean, and how they've been operating, run it back was the only real option and it was the right option. But that's what you got to do with the team this talented. Uh, as for quarterback, I mean, it's got to be Brock Purdy. I mean, the man put up elite numbers, didn't lose until his elbow fell off in the, in the NFC title game, you know. So uh, you got to ride with them if you're San Francisco. So, um, I mean, it's going to be a great football team. I mean, like you guys mentioned, I'm not going to be surprised to see the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl next year. That's a great team. It's a it's a talented team. It's got a, a, a good head coach until the playoffs come around uh, in Kyle Shanahan. And it's got, you know, talent all up and down the roster so yeah it's a good football team great football team i wouldn't be surprised if they're the number one seed in the super bowl so with that we're gonna rank these teams in this division so a refresher the 2022 standings were fourth place was the cardinals third place was the rams second place was the seahawks and first place was the niners so sammy i'm going to you first who finishes last in this division uh definitely the 49ers no <laughs> easy um, hey whoa 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 let's not get too carried away anyway look stick on the subject guys cardinals look cardinals fans i have a psa there may be pain in the night but the night is dark is just before the dawn okay caleb williams is right there okay he's going to be right there for you to take and you guys will win seven games next season which is going to be like five more than you guys win this year okay so take this season throw it away just you know take the wins that you have celebrate them go to the streets have a parade up with for them you know it's it's just enjoy the wins because there's not going to be many of them cardinals are fourth yeah uh, it's it's looking to be that way. Uh, Justin, what about you, man? Who you got in fourth place in this division? Oh, it's it's a no-brainer. It's going to be the Arizona Cardinals. And Cardinals yeah. fans, listen, I got something for y'all. Hashtag collapse for Caleb. 
You guys just need <laughs> to trash this season. Lose every game. Guarantee yourself the first pick. The ceiling I got for them is three wins total. The floor I got for them is zero. Like, is that even a ceiling? Up. What are we doing here? None of <laughs> a one foot ceiling. Look, you, you tried the Kyler Murray experiment. So far, has not worked. It's just time to scrap that, get out of it, get rid of whatever you can. Probably get another first round pick for this year, because then you could probably get him and Marvin Harrison Jr. So you got your wide receiver one and your quarterback. But hey, it's a big haul, but the Texans did that this year. They got a quarterback and their defensive anchor. So it's mm -hmm. possible. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, the, I mean, the three win ceiling. Yeah, that's like a one foot ceiling. Like, uh, uh, there's not a human being alive that's getting underneath that ceiling. That's like a, it's not like a trailer ceiling. Like, like not trailer even. What is even that? A, it's just like a piece of wood, uh, like uh, like an elevated piece of wood. It's not even a building. It's like you're just like trying to crawl underneath some wood. Uh, uh, Kyle, I'm going to you, man. Who do you who do you got fourth in this division? I was gonna say, Jeffrey, remember Home Improvement where you had like the, the neighbor Wilson? Oh yeah, the neighbor over here. Yeah. Nose. Oh yeah, that's what I was yeah. picturing you doing that. Um, no, it's the Cardinals here. It's the the Cardinals are coming in fourth. That's just rosters gutted. Their their coaching looks uninspired from what I've seen of it. It's just it, he's seems like a weird guy. It's not a, you said it the best. He just is not a guy you really want to get coached by. I don't know, like. <laughs> It's just weird. Human being, <laughs> but he just does not seem like he's taking to coaching very well as a head coach. Uh, and no, nah, it's gonna be ugly. Arizona, just you know, enjoy, I guess enjoy the Diamondbacks while you still can. That's about <laughs> it. They're mid too. What are they? Yeah, no, <laughs> they're at least exciting though. Corbin Carroll's nice. Uh, Corbin Carroll's a good baseball player. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, he's he's elite. He is. He's nice, uh, but yeah, the uh, the Jonathan Gannon is weird. Is what the the elite football analysis that everyone tunes into the house call for right there. He's just a weird individual. Uh, but, He's a funky but, monkey. Yeah, it's breaking just, just, to hear first. Just a strange person. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you guys. I mean, this is a clean sweep. Cardinals are finishing last. The team is bad. The QB, who's probably the bright spot on the team, is hurt coming off an ACL surgery and plays more Call of Duty than watches film and is maybe slightly above average when he's out there. Maybe slightly above average. So this team is a lock to be one of the three worst teams in football. Whoa. And they should be the worst team in football. Whoa, what is this? He didn't hold say on. anything that was accurate. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, what? look. I, no, I'm not. I'm not mad at the slightly above average, but man, the Call of Duty—that's slander, man. Let's. Uh, what if <laughs> he, he is actually studying film? He does play Call of Duty, but what if he actually does watch film? Come on, I'm let's, let's Call of Duty. Easy on that guy. If oh, you have in your contract to watch film, you don't. Bro, that means like, that means you, they that have means you the hours. Call of Duty, you don't know. put that in the contract for nothing. They have the iPad hours. Yeah, man. Yeah. They, he don't be watching film. He played Call of Duty. That wasn't even a hot take. He just he just loves playing Call of Duty more than he loves playing football. It seems like. I, uh, I will but... say this though about Kyler Murray before we move on. I think at Kyler Murray's ceiling, he could definitely be a top ten quarterback. He has sure. top ten QB yeah. talent. He just doesn't. He just doesn't apply himself Watch for it. whatever reason. So it's. It, it's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> he loved Call of Duty too much to be a top ten quarterback. That's why he's not top ten. He's a, he's just he's at least play Madden, bro. Play something that helps. Yeah, for real. Yeah, there's some there's some guys who you can tell really love football, and I, I don't want to speak for Kyler Murray, but he just doesn't seem like one of those guys to me. That's pure speculation on my part. I obviously don't know Kyler Murray, but he just doesn't seem like a guy who loves football to me. 
So yeah, Cardinals are finishing last, whether Kyler Murray's there or whether he's not. Uh, but we'll go to the third place team in this division. Justin, you're up, man. Who you got finishing third? Y'all are gonna probably hate me for this. Uh, Seattle. Wow. No. No. Let me explain. What? Let me explain. There is a method to the madness. All right. Why do I think they're gonna be in third place? I'm a big yes, believer why? that I'm a big believer that the games are won in the trenches. I don't believe their offensive tackles are going to develop enough to save that offense. I think that's going to be the Achilles heel of the offense, and I don't trust the defensive line on that team. Yes, you got Bobby Wagner back as your middle linebacker, but I don't think that's going to be enough to save the defense, which is what's going to lead them into that third place. Here's where the method to the madness happens. We spoke about Geno Smith and his uh, contract extension. It's three years. I'm a nerd. I dig into these contracts. There is an out in that after this season, which means if Seattle does struggle and they do get third place, they can easily draft a quarterback and bring that quarterback into this dang near top 10 offense and say, hey, Gina, you're going to compete for this or we're just going to move on to this rookie with a rookie uh, contract for the next four or five years. So that's why I think they're going to get third place. And I think that's what's going to help them in the long run. Hmm. That is interesting. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to give my opinion away before I should go, but I certainly do not agree they're going to finish third. I think that's a really good football <laughs> team. But I understand what you're thinking. I mean, if there's a weak spot on both sides of the ball for them, it is up front on, on, on both sides. I don't know if it's weak enough for them to finish below the Rams. But if there's a weak spot on both sides, it certainly is the line on, on, on both of their units. But, Kyle, I'm going to you, man. Who you got? Third place in the NFC West. Well, Justin, like you said, the game is won in the trenches, and I see far worse trenches for the Los Angeles Yeah. Rams. That's the thing. <laughs> like, that's the thing. The Rams are worse. Do I think the Seahawks could collapse? Absolutely, they still could collapse. I don't think it's going to be worse than the Rams. Because the Rams, you lose two players. Your season's kind of shot. And that's a that's a scary thought. Like you can't have your entire your entire team's success be contingent on two guys. Like you've gotta have you've gotta have some backup there. So the Rams for me are gonna finish third place in this division for sure. Yeah, and I think to build on your point, Kyle, I think if any one of their top three players get hurt, whether it be Stafford, Donald, or Cup, I think that's it for them. I think in order for them to even have a shot at making the playoffs this year. It's got to be all three of those guys healthy for the whole year. So, yeah, uh, I, I mean, I'm giving mine away, but I'm with you. I think Rams in third. Sammy, what do you think, man? Who do you got third in this division? No, I'm looking at this uh, defensive line that uh, Justin is speaking of. I, I already, You already confirmed my point about um, the offensive line, Justin, so I'm not going to complain about that. I agree with you on that point. Ochenna and Wosu, nine and a half sacks. Jarrell Taylor, nine and a half sacks. They bring in Boye Mafe, second, their second round pick from last year, who's great against the run. Matt mentioned Bobby Wagner, Devin Bush as well. I already mentioned Jamal Adams. Look, I, under, I understand the worry. I understand the worry for the offensive line. The worry should be there. But for the defense, I'm not saying it's going to take a huge jump. But there is quite possibly no way they can be worse than last year. I mean, they were they were a bottom three rush defense last year, and their pass defense was was middle of the pack. So 
if I'm being completely honest, yes, there's uncertainty in the offensive line. This defensive line got significantly better. There's front seven in both coverage and against the run and to get pressure on the quarterback. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on with the Rams. While I think they're going to be middle of the pack for sure, to Matt and Kyle's point, there's so much There's so much that could go wrong if one player gets hurt. If one player gets hurt, they're cooked, okay? Like, like let's be honest. So, I mean, I, I agree with the offensive line. I'll say again, I agree with the offensive line, but there's quite possibly no way this defense gets worse than what they did last year with all the upgrades they made. Um, the Rams, in my opinion, are 100% finishing third, and it's only because the Seahawks just got better this offseason, while the Rams didn't at all. No doubt. I'm with you. Uh, I mean, I'm with, I'm with Kyle and Sammy on this one. I think the Rams are finishing third. I think, Sammy, you said that you didn't think the Seahawks were going to – they might not make a tremendous jump defensively. I think they will make a tremendous jump defensively. I think they're going to be borderline top 10 as far as defense goes this year because all of those, all of those additions they made – it, it, those are some really, really good football players. If all those rookies are going to get better from last year, they're going to be a good football team this year. So, yeah, I think the Rams are going to finish third. I mean, they'll be better than they were last year. I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams maybe sneak in as the seventh seed, considering how little depth the NFC has and considering how good their best players are, and they can carry them to some wins. But in my opinion, I think seven and ten is probably the most likely scenario for the Rams. I don't see this team being uh, being anything other than kind of a middle of the pack team. Uh, considering they, uh, you know, they went all in for the Super Bowl. I mean, they had the f them pick strategy. They got their ring, and now they kind of got to deal with the consequences of that ring and that strategy. And I think this is kind of uh, an extension of that. But as a whole, obviously Justin doesn't think so. But as a whole, we think the Rams are going to be finishing third in this division. So. Well, now we got second in this division. Kyle, I'm going to go to you, my friend. Who you got finishing second in the NFC West for this upcoming year? Well, we've been talking about them a fair amount when we should have been talking about the Rams, but the Seahawks have got second place. <laughs> if they if they can if they can fix a little bit of their defensive woes and if they can they they can hope that those tackles develop, I I mean, the jury's out for me. I really like Charles Cross coming out. And, you know, there's always there's always speed bumps. There's always hiccups with a rookie tackle. It doesn't matter if you're drafted in the first round or the seventh. You're going to have hiccups as a lineman. It's just the way it goes. So I'm interested to see how that pans out. Um, but this you can't deny this offense. This that Like, the talent that they have at the skill positions that we have mm -hmm. seen, that's what you need to win. The Bengals had no offensive line, but it didn't matter because they had a great quarterback and they had a great wide receiving core. So I do see the Seahawks team contending again. I see them going to the playoffs and I can see them making possibly a deep run if they can, you know, put it all together because all the pieces are there. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I really like the Seahawks team. I'm with you. I think I could easily see them making a, a, a nice, nice playoff run uh, this year. So Sammy, I'm going to you, man. Second place in this NFC West. Who you got? Uh, Seattle for sure, and I, and I said this during my breakdown, this team can make the NFC Championship game. They can. Uh, it just all depends on if their offensive line uh, gets better and if their defense gets better, which their defense can't get worse. So now you just got to work on the other side, which is the offensive line. And it, it's interesting because, you know, I, I want to go back to Geno Smith for a second. What a story. I mean, Geno Smith from a career backup to a pro bowler and a top 10 QB. I mean, that that might be one of the greatest football stories you might ever hear 
just from the simple fact that this man in one offseason turned into a top 10 quarterback better than a lot of QBs who we had consensus way over this guy. We weren't even thinking about Geno Smith when thinking about top QBs. And now here we are saying they can go to the NFC Championship game. That that's to me is absolutely insane. And, and it's a credit to Geno Smith for not writing back, like he said on Monday Night Football that one time. He ain't right back though. Yeah, Gino, man, he's uh, he's the the story's great. I mean, I don't think there's anybody in football that doesn't like Gino Smith. I think Gino Smith's probably like one of the most universally loved football players in the league at this particular time. Like you said, Sammy, it's such a great story just seeing where he came from, getting out of the disaster that was the Jets, and now getting to a spot where he 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 can get another chance to show the potential that he he showed in college, you know. And now he's he's getting to build on that here in the NFL. So shout out to Gino, man. You definitely did not write back. Justin, I'm going to you, my friend. Who do you think? Second place in this NFC West. All right, time to shock the world again. The Rams. I'll, okay, I'm sorry. I was going to say. I wasn't going to do that. Like yeah. the 49ers? <laughs> what is it? What's going on? No, 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 no. <laughs> I was I'm about sorry, to so, leave. <laughs> so here's the thing. I have the, – the reason I say the Rams are going to take second place, I have the Rams and the Seahawks, like, within one or two wins of each other for second place. So – it can go either way, but I think I think the Rams are going to stay healthy. That's the first thing. I do think that the offense is going to get better. I do think defense will, eh, Aaron Donald will be Aaron Donald again, maybe. Uh, but what I do believe in my heart of hearts is by the end of this season, Spencer Bennett is going to be starting that team, either after the bye week or towards the end of that season. But we're gonna have a new quarterback in Los Angeles. Oh no, no, no. And they're still getting second place. No, 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 no. Here's what's here's what's not gonna happen. Look, Stetson Bennett. It's one thing for me to say, Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett. Look, I I cannot believe we're having this conversation. First of all, they're gonna move off of Matthew Stafford for sure in the coming seasons. It's going to be for a higher overall pick 100%. You said it yourself. They have to, they should start tanking very soon. Yeah. And they're not going to tank for Stetson Bennett to come in and wait, take over with all wait, due respect. I didn't say they should tank. I said they really should get rid of their players and get back the draft capital that they sold off to get that Super Bowl. Absolutely. And they're going to lose games. So they're going to tank. It's what we do it not like don't tanking. Well, one plus like one plus one equals two, ladies and gentlemen. It sounds like Justin thinks that Stetson Bennett is really good in that, you know, Stafford and is Sean potentially. McVay, which Sean yeah. McVay, I should say. Okay, then, you know, all right. Stafford, the, the same Stafford, thing maybe. Brock Purdy's good with, um, with the team out there in San Francisco. That's what I think the same thing is in LA. It's not that you need a world beating quarterback, you just need a game manager. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, maybe. Yeah, I think it sounds like you think Stafford's probably going to start off a little bit rough, and then Bet Stetson Bennett's going to come in and save the day a little bit. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that is that is that's what. And if you're and if you're assuming St Matthew Stafford's going to stay healthy, you're assuming he's just going to struggle even when he's healthy. Which it's in my be opinion, one or the other. It's going to yeah. be one or the other. Okay. Either age is going to catch up to him, and he probably gets injured, or he's going to struggle. It's yeah, one or I the think, other. 
Yeah, uh, I think both of those things could happen. I just don't think that Stetson Bennett's going to come in and save the day and lead them to second place in, in the division, you know? So um, We ain't think Brock Purdy will lead them to NFC Championships, so. Valid. Uh, I, think, I think the 49ers got a hell of a lot better football team than the than the Rams got right now, yeah, too, to be fair. But, yeah, it's going to yeah, it's 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 a it's a crazy roster, yeah, in San Francisco. But yeah, this so for me, obviously, uh, it's it's between the 49ers and the and the and the Seahawks for me right here. And this one is tough. Okay, this one's actually tough because I really really like both of these football teams. I don't think the Niners are going to be quite as good as they were last year, and I think the the Seahawks are going to be way better than they were last year. So I think both of these teams are going to finish 12 and five, and it's going to come down to who wins the tiebreakers at the end of the year. But I'm going Seattle for second in the division. They're what? That that. What do you mean? What do you mean? What? No, we were we were just talking about this Rams team being middle of the pack. How said, all of a sudden are they going to win twice? I said, I said Seattle. Seattle. I said, oh yeah, my yeah. goodness, Rob, cut please, that out, please. Man. Rob, cut that yeah, out, please. Man, I thought. I thought I thought you said Los Angeles. I was about to lose it, Matt. I apologize, Matt. Oh, I literally said I got the Rams in third right before this. You want to know what it is? It's, it's Justin and Kyle. Yeah. I didn't do anything. It's hands down Justin and Kyle. Both of them are, are making me like think that they're just spewing out hot takes. Okay, this is Rob. Please cut that out. Thank you. Man, yeah, shit, man. I'm just, I'm just trying to get my fucking Seahawks and 49ers <laughs> shit off right here. Damn. Okay, but like I was saying. Okay, I think both of these teams are going to be really good. They're going to finish 12-5, and five, okay? It's going to come down to the tiebreakers at the end of the year, but I think Seattle is going to finish second in this division, okay? They're a lot better. That defense is going to be drastically improved. The offense is improved as well. They're going to be a great challenge for this division, but I think they're going to come up short. But they will be a playoff team, and I'm with Sammy. I think they have a legit shot at making a, a, a nice playoff run this year. I think the NFC title game is going to be their ceiling. I think a division round exit is probably their most likely outcome but the NFC title game is their ceiling. And look at that. I just agreed with everything Sammy said, and he yelled at me for no apparent no. reason in the middle Matt, of all that. That was ladies crazy. And, ladies and gentlemen, I take responsibility for my actions, but let me just go ahead and say, I'm not taking full what? responsibility, okay? I'm, I'm blaming Justin and Kyle. I'm a deflect, okay? Let me hear it. You were seeing ghosts. That's why. <laughs> yeah, I was. He I was, was Sam Darnold. Okay. Yeah, he was definitely <laughs> Sam Darnold. Speaking of Sam Darnold, I think I know where we're all going on this one. Sammy, I'm going to start with you on this one. Don't yell at me. Okay. Who's winning this division? The NFC West. Who's winning? <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> let me let me just go ahead and say the Niners are 100% going to win this division. And it's going to be because this roster and this coaching staff is just going to be way too good. I, I think, I think, you know, I mean, they have the best front seven in football. They have some of the best weapons in football. The jury's still out on this offensive line. Will it be like just as good as last year? But in my opinion, this team is a Super Bowl is a Super Bowl caliber team. Now that I understand, that's ironic. Me having my doubts on Brock Purdy. That's that's it's very sounds very ironic, right? But it's because I think Brock Purdy is going to be a good game manager and he's going to be good enough to win games. I'm just not sold on him being the franchise. I think much like Jimmy Garoppolo, he's going to there's going to be points in the season where he's going to need to make some of these throws. He's going to need to make some of these plays and he might not be able to do so. Much like Jimmy G and that's probably that's why they drafted Trey Lance in the first place. So I think we could be potentially seeing another 
scenario where Jim, where where Brock Purdy is just another Jimmy G, and they have to move off of him eventually because he can't make plays on the football field when they matter. Nah, maybe. Yeah, I, 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 I'm a little bit higher on Purdy than you are, Sammy. I think he can. I think he can make some plays. He's, he's, he. I don't think I'm definitely not as high on him as Kyle is. But I, I don't think he's special, but I think he's a good football player. I think he's, you know, around league average, maybe a little bit better as far as quarterbacks go right now. He's, he's just, you know, he's good. He's, he's, he's not going to shock anybody. He's not going to wow anybody. He's got good intangibles. Like I said, locker room loves him, but yeah I'm, I'm i'm with you as far as the niners winning the division goes justin i'm going to you man i know where you're going as well what you got i hate saying it because my dad's a 49ers fan from the 80s but the <laughs> niners are gonna win the division uh, but yes top down they probably have one of the most stacked rosters that i've seen i think nick bosa if he plays stays healthy plays every single game with the defensive line that they have he probably makes a running at that single season sack record of 22 and a half Mm. And I do see them making a deep run in the playoffs. I need them to do that because I'm a big believer that I need anybody but Philly going back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, the, uh, I don't know if we can. I don't know if we can take Philly fans in the Super Bowl again. That's, All right, uh, random yeah. Philly beef. Just throw that yeah. in there, Rob. Yeah, <laughs> random Philly beef. There, there you go. Yeah, hey, I mean, uh, we. Uh, we we get some entertaining clips out of Philly for sure, but yeah, I don't know if I don't know if the world can take another Philly Super Bowl. It's, they they just go crazy whenever oh, they get Philly in the, can any take Philly Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if their city can physically withstand it. Uh, Kyle, I'm going to you, man. What do you think, NFC West? What you got? I mean, come on, it's the 49ers. They're going to be competing for the no, number one seed in the NFC because Brock Purdy's that guy. He's got ice in his veins. He has all the intangibles. He has all the things that you don't need to coach. So like, that you can't coach, really. <laughs> so all the things he needs to work on, you can coach those things. And he has a great coach. So Brock Purdy's that guy. I'm really high on Brock Purdy. I think 49ers are gonna be just a phenomenal football team. You can't really go wrong with that roster. And yeah, I really think they'll be competing for number one in the NFC. I don't know how we can see his intangibles if we haven't been able to see him Look who's here now in the NFC Championship. Room, brother. I'm sorry they didn't draft you. I don't you. know. Nah, man. Uh, I mean, look, man. Look, man. Maybe in that system, I, mean, I can win a couple games. All right? That's how good it is. Good, <laughs> I mean, I think, I think intangibles. I'm not denying that. I think the word intangibles are also like you can't see them. You know, it's like the character and the and the and the uh, the heart and the grit. You know, that's like the that's like intangible. So those are things that like aren't like measurable. You know, really. I mean, they kind of are with you know how your teammates love you and stuff like that, but they aren't really measurable. I'm I'm with you, Kyle. He's got all that. It's just you know I think his his skill set as far as him as a quarterback isn't up to par with some of obviously some of the top guys in the league but uh as far as this division i mean it's a clean sweep the niners i mean this roster is too good i mean we've seen this team have tremendous success in the regular season last year you know they got good quarterback play out of brock purdy and they you know didn't lose while brock purdy was in there you know so it's uh if he's in there i'm not saying they go undefeated or nothing like that because i certainly don't think that's going to happen but they're going to be a great football team it's 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 what the San Francisco 49ers do. It's what Kyle Shanahan does in the regular season. His playoff decision-making has been a bit bad, uh, a lot bad, uh, a lot in some really big games. Him in the, in the Super Bowl with the Falcons, him in the NFC Championship last year, trying to block Hassan Reddick with a third-string tight end. That's what got Brock Purdy hurt. Dumbass Kyle Shanahan. Jesus Christ. Uh, but but you, you got to do better than that. But, uh, but the regular season, they win a lot. So this team is a team that certainly – 
could win the Super Bowl, and they could, uh, won't be shocked if they're going to the Super Bowl. They aren't my pick at the NFC to go to the Super Bowl, but I could certainly see them doing that. They're a really, really good football team, and, you know, it's going to be interesting. This division, especially at the top, I mean, it's going to be a really interesting division to see no matter, you know, which way you slice it. Uh, there's there's some interesting divisions in or teams in this division, excuse me. But that's going to be it for us today on the House Call Sports Gridiron segment. Thank you guys so much for watching. Before I give a shout out to all of these sponsors, I wanted to, there's something I wanted to talk about. Um, obviously, as a lot of you guys know I live on the island of Maui where, you know, the devastating wildfires have caused mass devastations. Hundreds, if not thousands of people have lost their lives, lost their homes. The historic Lahaina town is basically gone. Front Street is burned to the ground. People I know, young families have lost their homes, lost their pets, lost everything, all their belongings. So we got thousands of people who are displaced, sleeping in cots, in gymnasiums. So uh, the people in Maui need your help. I mean, we, we, we need it bad. I've, I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of people and who have been close to this to this situation. And a lot of these people are just broken emotionally. It's, it's really, really sad to see. So uh, one of my good friends here started the Underdog Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization that was initially founded to aid athletes in pursuit of college or higher education opportunities. Uh, and they've obviously pivoted after all this uh, to, to help provide relief to those people who have been affected by the fire. So they are taking donations in order to purchase and donate essential supplies for those in need. They're trying to establish temporary shelters for displaced families, and they're offering PTSD support programs for those in need of emotional healing as well. Because like I've said, I've a lot of the people here have seen too much and been through too much. Some of the stories that are coming out are really, really sad to hear. Some of the personal stories that I've heard have broken my heart, really. So if you can donate anything at all to this to this cause, it would be greatly appreciated. Their website is www.toughhawaii.org. That's T-U-F-Hawaii.org. That's www toughhawaii.org. I'll also put that link down in the description. Again, thank you for anything that you can donate and please keep the people of Maui and, and Lahaina specifically in your thoughts and prayers because uh, I know they really, really need it bad right now. But uh, I'll give a shout out to all of our sponsors now. So sportmemorabilia.com. That's the one-stop shop to get all your authentic sporting merchandise. I got a couple of jerseys in there, some hats, a pullover type long sleeve. Hit the link in the description to get all your merchandise at sportmemorabilia.com. We're also sponsored by Liquid IV. Go get 25% off when you use our promo code at the checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use the promo code, the underscore house, underscore call, underscore podcast at liquidiv.com. Watermelon Liquid IV is my personal go-to. Like I said, I live here on Maui, okay? It's super hot. I got two outdoor jobs. I lift weights. It's super humid. The sun's always out. I'm always sweating. I'm always losing electrolytes i get three times the electrolytes with liquid iv and the great taste so use the promo code and hit the link in the description and if you are a bro who's up real early like i am i was up at 3 a.m this morning i am dog ass tired okay i'm super tired but if you want a coffee company that's not only to provide you with everything from award-winning roast to your necessary equipment that's your espresso machines your grinders your filters to your recipes as well as a coffee to water ratio calculator go to coffee bros website whose link is in our description to get everything that you need that is coffee related so go get coffee bros bro and don't forget to like comment and subscribe we appreciate all the feedback be sure to follow us on our, all of our social media platforms at the house call sports we got instagram tiktok youtube spotify and twitter we've also got threads uh, make sure you get our merch make sure you meet the crew and make sure you look at our blog up on our website our website is www.thehousecall.com and that's gonna be it for us peace meanwhile the yankees keep throwing luis severino <laughs> out there even though he's been worse than manoa was but again that's a rant for another yes. day either yeah. way 